Depending on who you ask, I am a fifth or sixth generation Texan. My ancestors were brought to the state seven years after it was annexed by the United States. So it was with great curiosity a few weeks ago that I read a story about an Oklahoma county that formerly belonged to Texas. After a little digging, I discovered that the former Greer County, Texas, no relation, previously belonged to what we know today as Oklahoma as early as 1819, but was claimed by Texas in 1860. In 1896, after a protracted dispute between the state of Texas and the federal government, the United States Supreme Court decided that Greer County was a territory of the United States as Oklahoma had yet to become a state. In 1906, upon Oklahoma's entry as the 46th state, Greer County became once again a part of Oklahoma. Comically, at the heart of this land dispute was an 1819 map rife with errors. In her 1995 essay, The Sight of Memory, the great American writer Toni Morrison doesn't discuss this phenomenon head on, but she skirts the edges when she says, quote, the act of imagination is bound up in memory. You know, they straightened out the Mississippi River in places to make room for houses and livable, livable acreage. Occasionally, the, rivers floods, the, the river floods these places. Floods is the word they use, but in fact, it is not flooding. It is remembering, remembering where it used to be. All water has a perfect memory and is forever trying to get back to where it was, end quote. Peter is a self-appointed border protector. When he arrives in Caesarea at the home of Cornelius, a Roman centurion and Gentile, he greets him by saying, you know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But water has a perfect memory and is forever trying to get back to where it was. Peter began speaking to Cornelius and his household about the Jesus who was put to death by hanging on a tree, but whom God raised on the third day, and with whom Peter and a few others ate and drank after he rose from the dead. This simple, compelling message resonates with Cornelius and his household. Surprisingly, they began speaking in tongues just as Jesus' first followers of Jewish descent had done on the day of Pentecost. This gift is supposed to remain on one side of the border, not transgress the idea of borders altogether. When he notices Cornelius and the other Gentiles speaking in tongues, Peter asks a barrier-breaking, border-transgressing, boundary-altering question. 
And this is according to the message translation. He asks, do I hear any objections to baptizing these friends with water? They've received the Holy Spirit exactly as we did. Immediately, Cornelius and his household are baptized because water has a perfect memory and is forever trying to get back to where it was. Flooding is remembering. The Holy Spirit will always find its way onto those plains, around those bends, and into those crevices it remembers freely flowing in. The current of divine mercy can indeed be resisted, but for how long? Dams can be built, Contracts for wall projects can be signed, but the inevitable will still take place. And what is the inevitable, you might ask? Water has a perfect memory and is forever trying to get back to where it was. The same can be said of the Holy Spirit. God never forgets those places inside of us where tenderness, intimacy, and love rushed about with abandon. And if we are quiet enough, we too will remember. No border protector is clever enough, no wall is high enough, and no dam is thick enough to keep the water out. Just ask Greer County, Texas, or is that Oklahoma? Amen.